I wish my boss trusted me more. If only they would give me some decision authority and empower me to get the job done, we'd be able to avoid messes like this in the future. Here we go again, management just checking in on what we've been doing. More like inspecting to make sure it's exactly the way they want it, because heaven help us if they were to just trust us that we got the job done. Do any of these refrains sound familiar? Perhaps you've said them yourself, frustrated by your boss's lack of trust and empowerment. Or perhaps you've been the subject of some of these frustrations as your subordinate teammates vent their sentiment about a perceived lack of trust and empowerment that you have placed in them. As leaders, how do we find a balance between giving our team autonomy and ownership while also ensuring that we maintain an intimate awareness and adherence to the norms without ceding the ultimate responsibility for the team's culture, viability, and outcomes. Hey friends, welcome to the 3x5 Leadership Podcast. My name is JJ Morgan, one of the members of the 3x5 Leadership Team, and I'm excited to join you today for episode 12 of our show. Today, we're going to discuss a critical challenge for leaders, how to trust and empower your team responsibly and intentionally. This is a hard thing to do as a leader. Not only do people want to be trusted and empowered, but we as leaders should want to give that trust and empowerment to them. Unfortunately, it's much easier said than done. At a practical level, This might be because we're too fixated on how something gets done and we refuse to allow room for alternative ways or means, or that we failed to properly articulate the what and the why for the thing that needs to be accomplished. At a more emotional level, it might be that our own pride and insecurity is standing in the way, where we feel that this control is absolutely necessary to maintain our position our authority, and our influence as a leader. Finally, at an intuitive level, it might be challenging to do this because we feel that while a person or a team may be trustworthy, we just aren't sure if we can responsibly give them the power to do something because we aren't sure that they're actually prepared to handle it. In today's episode, we'll address each of these challenges as we outline a model for developing leaders within our team. Let's get to it. At 3x5 Leadership, we believe that intentional leaders create significant impacts. We've shared about this on our website, in our articles, and on this podcast. There are a multitude of ways in which we create impacts, but one of the absolutely most potent ways is through developing other leaders. Josh just recently shared an entire article on a three-tiered approach to leader development that can be especially encouraging and powerful when we feel we're in an exceptionally busy season as leaders. He addressed our example and impact as the foundation for leader development, then the importance of taking a developmental approach as that middle tier And then finally, how we can structure and integrate dedicated developmental opportunities as the final tier. If you haven't read the article yet, you can find the link to it in the show notes, or you can go to our website at www.3x5leadership.com and read it. Trust me, 
it will be well worth your time. Today, we're going to unpack a little bit of that middle tier of the leader development framework, the importance of taking a developmental approach. I'll unpack that with a four-step cycle that can enable us to build capable, confident, and competent leaders within our teams and organizations. Recall those earlier statements. I wish my boss trusted me more. If only they'd grant me more decision authority and empower me to do my job. These are the expressions of people that don't feel trusted and empowered. If you've ever been in this situation before, you can relate to the emotional toll that it takes. Not only is it really frustrating in the moment, but if you step back, you actually can probably recount how it's demoralizing. You begin to start to feel like there's nothing you can do that's right, and it fractures not just the efficacy of the team, but even the cohesion of the team itself. On the flip side, maybe you're a leader who's struggling to trust and empower your team. You have concerns that the risk is just too significant, that the teammate is too immature or inexperienced, or that you're not yet at a point as an organization where you can cede control of some of these key initiatives to other people. Being on that side of the equation can frankly be just as mentally and emotionally taxing and demoralizing. So how do we overcome this? Through ensuring that we first train and certify our team and then trust and empower them. This concept came from a mentor and a leader I had the privilege to work with a few years ago. As the leader of a large organization of several thousand people, he had to trust and empower subordinate leaders. Otherwise, the entire organization would come to a grinding halt. You see, his entire ethos for ensuring that the organization not only kept moving in the right direction, but even more importantly, that it was an organization recognized for its effectiveness and its positive culture, that whole ethos was summed up in the mantra of train and certify then trust and empower. To help me easily understand the importance of putting these activities in this particular order, this leader and mentor once shared an analogy with me. Sitting in a mentor discussion with him, he shared, JJ, I trust you. You've built a reputation that merits trust and have given me no reason to doubt that. With that said, if my daughter needed open-heart surgery... I wouldn't trust you within a mile of her with a scalpel in your hands. Why not? Because you haven't been trained and certified for that. I don't really care how trustworthy a person you are. You don't have the requisite training and the subsequent rigorous certification to enable you to be trusted with that type of a task. In fact, if I as her father were to empower you to perform that surgery without having first verified that you were trained and certified, it would be both irresponsible and immoral of me to do so. No, I'm going to go find a cardiologist who's had extensive training and certification, who's earned the trust of other patients and professionals alike. And then once I've found that person, I'm going to trust and empower them to perform that critical task of open heart surgery on my daughter. The same is true in our organization. While we can trust members of our team, we cannot 
And in fact, we must not empower them and expect them to perform to the exacting standards we require unless we first rigorously trained them to the tasks necessary, resourced a realistic certification to validate that training, and then subsequently entrusted and empowered them to accomplish the tasks we need. That analogy has stuck with me for several years. It's simple and yet profound, as it speaks to more than just trust as the critical element in leader development. While many professions, researchers, and writers might argue that we have a trust problem in the workforce today, pointing to things like quiet quitting, pointing to things like job dissatisfaction and fractured teams, I think that it's actually more basic and more broad than just a trust problem. In a basic sense, I think we have a training and certification problem. We often fail to adequately invest time, resources, and energy in training and certifying members of our team. That investment should be at the organizational level, where we're planning and resourcing and executing realistic, challenging, and scaffolded training iterations. But that investment also needs to happen at the personal level, where as leaders, you and I are taking the time to meet each individual where they're at, tailoring developmental training and certification to their strengths and weaknesses and the specific needs of the team. In doing so, we not only create cohesive and effective teams, we also build individual buy-in and lay the foundation for increased task identity and autonomy within the team. In a broad sense, the issue goes beyond trust. The issue is actually a leader development issue. We're failing to recognize that leader development begins with training and certification, and then it leverages the established skill and demonstrated trustworthiness by empowering subordinate leaders to take ownership. When we fail to enable that level of ownership, responsibility, and autonomy, we stifle the enthusiasm, energy, and desire of subordinates to step up and take the lead. We're cutting our own organization off at the knees. We're tamping down the very talent that we should be fighting to cultivate within the team. As leaders, our challenge and our goal is to recognize that influence is exponentially grown when in good conscience, we can empower others to go and do great things. If we're struggling with enabling another leader to gain autonomy and influence, we should pause and ask ourselves four questions. Is it because they are untrainable? Is it because I've never certified this individual? Is it because they're untrustworthy? Or is it because I am unwilling to empower someone? Number one, is it because they're untrainable? Have I given the proper training and resourcing that's necessary to ensure that this person understands the process we use or what the desired outcome might be? Have I taken the time to clearly communicate my organization's mission, vision, and values in a way that clearly sets the expectations for what we do and why we do it? Have I invested in a deliberate process oriented on equipping this teammate with both the tools and the knowledge necessary to do their job and to accomplish the tasks that I might ask of them? If the answer to these questions isn't a clear and resounding yes, then I've not trained the individual. On the other hand, if I have done all of these things 
and that individual still isn't meeting the standard for a trained teammate, then I need to consider if this is maybe a motivation problem or a competence problem with this person. And then as a leader who cares, I should determine the best way forward for both the individual and the organization. The second question, is it because I've never certified this individual? You see, in some professions, there are objective certifications. Have I afforded the opportunity for my team to attain those certifications? If my profession doesn't have an objective certification, and for example, when I say objective certification, I mean things like the bar for lawyers, an RN for nurses, a CPA for accountants, or medical school and a residency for doctors. If there is not an objective certification like that, do I have an established standard to which my team can aspire? and against which I can quote-unquote certify members of the team. Is that certification clearly defined, objectively attainable, and relevant to the role or the team that I'm leading? If the answer to any of those questions is no, well, the onus of responsibility is on me to get these answers to yes. On the other hand, if the individual is struggling with the certification, I need to either revalidate that the certification standard's appropriate or I need to recognize that I have a training issue and I've got to go back into that training phase with this individual. Question number three asks, is this because they are untrustworthy? If that's my perception, then can I absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, verify that I don't have some kind of implicit bias that's maybe standing as a barrier to my trust? If I can, in fact, validate that, then I need to go on and ask, is there a character issue with the person on my team? If so, have I approached them about this before? Seeking to understand and offering them actionable feedback. Is there an established pattern of behavior or actions that confirms or denies my perceptions of this person's trustworthiness? Have I avoided the hard work of a leader that requires me to speak the truth in love and ensure that the character of our collective team is unquestionable and unreproachable. Friends, if there's a character issue with that teammate that's precluding me from trusting them, then it is utterly unloving for me to ignore it. What do I mean by that? I mean that if we gloss over or ignore a character problem with a friend or a teammate, that's the equivalent of me saying to them, I don't care enough about you to provide you feedback. I don't care enough about you to speak truth into an area of weakness that I see in your life. Similarly, if that teammate's character is so out of alignment with my organization's values that they need to be removed from the organization, and yet I'm the one who's unwilling to have that hard conversation, I'm being unloving to the entire team and disloyal to the organization that I've been entrusted to lead. Either way, that's squarely on my shoulders. That is squarely my responsibility as a leader to address a perceived untrustworthiness within a teammate. And finally, question number four, is this because I am unwilling to empower someone? If that's the case, then what's hindering me from doing so? Odds are, if somebody's been trained, certified, and is found trustworthy, my unwillingness to empower is either a result of my own pride where the story I tell myself is, I can just do it better myself. Therefore, there's no need to empower others to do this for the team. 
or it's a result of my own insecurity, where the story I tell myself then is, if I empower them, I lose my own power and influence. At this point, you as the leader must engage in introspection and some honest self-assessment. You've got to identify which of these is holding you back from empowering others. Now, the third option that might be holding you back from empowering others might be that you have this unsettled feeling about giving the reins to someone else. At which point, I'd tell you, you've either got to truly believe that you have in fact trained, certified, and trusted someone else, and therefore you have no reason not to empower them to lead, or you've got to recognize that you have failed to objectively ensure the first three elements were satisfied. And again, either way, it's incumbent on you as a leader to take a developmental approach and to engage with that individual in a way that's going to build them into a more capable leader. Train, certify, trust, and empower. That's the formula. To do anything other than that is short-sighted, unwise, unloving to those on the team, and in some instances may even be immoral. As you assess your current team, consider where you are now and then where you want to be in the next 6, 12, and 18 months. In order to achieve those goals, what will be the role of the members of your team? What are the actions and attributes that your subordinate leaders need to display in order to achieve those goals? In 18 months, will the prevailing sentiment be, I wish I had been given some trust and autonomy to do my job, rather than being micromanaged through the entire process? On the other hand, if 18 months from now you want to find yourself and your team celebrating the achievements and milestones you've collectively accomplished, then consider carefully how you might deliberately invest your time, talent, and attention as a leader to building a clear path to train and certify, then trust and empower your team. In doing so, not only will you set a strong foundation to achieve your goals, you'll also embrace a developmental approach that manifests your intentionality and creates significant impacts. We hope that this has been helpful to you. If we challenge you to think more deeply about leader development, reflect on your own leadership practice, or help spark any ideas for your own growth today, would you let us know? We love to hear from you. We also love if you let others know as well. Share this episode with a friend, a partner, a mentor, a colleague, and then subscribe to the podcast and leave a review for us. That's like the gift that keeps on giving. It enables others to find 3x5 leadership and tap into a community of intentional leaders who are passionate about creating significant impacts. If you want to engage with more great exclusive content coming from the 3x5 leadership team to include awesome things like exercise guides, reading recommendations, and some ideas we're developing, well, then I would ask you to consider joining our Patreon community using the link in the show notes. Not only do we seek to provide you great value as a patron, I want to tell you, friends, for those of you that are patrons, you provide an immense amount of value to us and to the entire 3x5 leadership community because it's your contributions that enable us to create and share content as widely as possible. As you go out today, I encourage you, to take your thoughts from today's episode, jot them on a note card, and then go out and put it into practice. Thanks for your time. Take care and lead well.